friends. Welcome to Originality Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Dalton, and joining me today is our show's awesome producer, Amanda Foster. Today, we will be talking about Enneagram Type 3s! The achiever or the motivator. We are making these type episodes as concise and to the point as we can so you can figure out your type and learn how to grow without having to read a whole book first or listen to an hour-long podcast. So to get started, we are going to cover 20 words that concisely describe Enneagram type 3. Efficient. Competitive. Competent stylish, resourceful, driven, popular, inspiring, confident, self-assured, ambitious, motivator, expedient, pragmatic, workaholic, accomplished, masterful, dominant, goal-oriented, and task-oriented. So Amanda, were there any (laughs) words that stuck out to you as like, yeah, that that describes a type three for me or any words that stuck out to you as like, oh, I would not have thought of that as a type three? Well, this is my favorite list of words because I am a type three. (laughs) Um, So most of those words are very attractive to me um, because I really value a lot of them. Um, you know, being efficient, being pragmatic, being, um, inspiring and, um, all of those things. Probably the one that I don't identify with the most is being self-assured. I feel like, um, and sometimes as the three, um, I know the most about a three because I am one, but like our motivation is to receive love through what we do. So I feel like sometimes I'm not self-assured in my actions because I need someone else to affirm it in order for it to be real. So that's probably like the one that I struggle with the most in those words. I'm I'm sure there's like lots of really confident threes out there though that don't struggle with that. Well, I wonder if maybe if you don't feel as self-assured in your actions, if you feel self-assured in your abilities, like what you are capable of, like your resourcefulness and ability to accomplish things. Yeah, I actually that's a really good defining line. So, yeah, I think you're you're right in that. And maybe that it's also that um, they seem really self-assured on the outside because I feel like a lot of people wouldn't know that about me, that I'm questioning pretty much everything I do most of the time. Wow. I feel like that was very vulnerable for <laughs> our type three producer. <laughs> let's, let's get in there. Yes. Um, but yeah, I feel like most of those words are just like, so they're so strong. Some of them are, um, yeah, I mean, goal-oriented, task-oriented. Um, I took the strength finders test, mm-hmm. and uh, I my top strengths are competition, communication, achiever. So it's like they're definitely... Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what the three is. Driven, yeah. 
Well, thank you for so wonderfully and accurately and vulnerably answering that question. (laughs) So moving on, uh, we're going to talk about the four primary characteristics of type threes. So the first one we're going to cover is um, type threes focus on how others may perceive them or their projected self-image. So type threes present themselves in the best light possible. Depending on what their audience is, they may even shift kind of what aspects of themselves they highlight. They can be very chameleon-like or shape-shifting, especially when very unhealthy. And they tend to cover up their insecurities and can become confused as to what the image is versus their real self that's beneath the image. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so separating out you as a three, um, just right. just thinking of threes objectively, are there any like clarifying questions or um, like anything that comes to mind with that that could be more specific on that topic? Oh man, um, it's hard to look at it objectively just because my mind starts racing into or it my doesn't, own experiences. Yeah, it doesn't have to be objective. It, this could. I think it would be almost more beneficial if it's more personal, but I know that that's more of a struggle for you as a communicator. Well, this one's interesting because, okay, yeah, like, yes, I definitely identify with wanting to put my best foot forward in order to almost, like, make things easier for the people around me and and to impress the people around me. Yeah, you want to put your game face on and just be ready for whatever, which you mentioned me being vulnerable earlier. So this is a good example of like um, adapting is that I feel like in our day and age, being vulnerable is really uh, praised. So I think that's that's why I think that's why it's so easy for me because I get so much like people are like, wow. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Because I mean, maybe even 15 years ago, our culture, you know, several of the books that I read talked about how American culture is such a, um, it's so stereotypically three. Um, but mm. yeah, our culture has shifted to have very different values. And I was even thinking about it in the car on the way here, just thinking about how, like, I feel like my, my grandparents or great grandparents generation was more of like a type one generation. And then maybe yeah. the boomers were more of a type two, uh, slash three moving into three like Gen Z, more of three millennials, more four. And the generation coming up is more five. Whoa. It's just an idea. No, that's, that's I think, I think a the, good ob- observation about the one through four, because we definitely are in the, the four. Everybody wants to be unique and individualized and authentic. And, and we all talk and about our process feelings. our emotions. We're definitely millennials are a four generation. And I feel like the generation previous to us was a three generation. And our grandparents' generation is a one generation. So I don't know for sure that boomers are twos. I don't, I don't know that that's a real thing. I don't know that any of this is real. And I'm sure other people have thought about this and actually put more effort into processing this than I have. But 
But I do feel like we are in a four generation. So maybe threes, even if they're a wing two, may have a tendency to look more like fours because that's shape shifting or kind of adhering to projecting an an image to the culture. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that totally makes sense. That's crazy. I mean, you know, who knows? But this is the internet, so we can just talk about whatever we want. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So moving on. Um, The second core characteristic of a type three is that they are competitive and achievement oriented. So uh, yeah. My top two strengths. Yeah. That's what I just said. Type threes believe they will be loved for what they do instead of who they really are. They are self-confident and see themselves as highly competent and believe in their talents, abilities, and resourcefulness. They tend to find value, worth, and identity in their achievements or performance. Um, They can be very competitive and really struggle with comparison. Um, They deeply care about efficiency and fear they have no value outside of their accomplishments. Yeah, that's so um, just accurate Mm -hmm. it's just i don't know if anyone this is this is why this is why the enneagram just like (laughs) this is why i started to pay attention to it because i literally feel like my whole life was just described in that and what three sentences but yeah yeah so that's all i can say is just good job okay (laughs) all right um, so we could definitely talk more about that, but um, let's go ahead and go to three and four out of the four uh, primary characteristics, and we'll kind of recap those, and then we'll kind of dive a little bit deeper from there. So point three of our uh, four primary characteristics of type threes is they avoid acknowledging or processing their emotions. Um, emotions to the three are not viewed as efficient or valuable for growth to the service of their projected image, which I wonder how much that has changed with our culture changing um, because it's such a big deal in culture right now to process emotions, to go to counseling. It's becoming almost um, like very admirable and popular to do so. And if you're a successful person, then you will go to counseling and talk about the fact that you go to counseling. There's kind of a shift in culture towards that. So I even wonder if that's still true. I mean, I think there is a tendency in threes for, yeah, just they want to do what's most efficient. Processing their emotions is not very efficient. And so they tend to stuff them and they tend to be very out of touch with their emotions. Out of all the Enneagram types, they tend to be the most disconnected from their emotions. And then number four of our four primary characteristics of type threes is the tendency of the three towards self-deceit and reframing. So threes tend to focus on the positive and reframe the negative, especially when it comes to their personal failures. They deceive themselves by distancing themselves from who they really are and what they really want and need. At their worst, most insecure, threes can attempt to overcompensate for a perceived lack of success by saying whatever they need in order to earn the admiration and respect of others. That's like a really unhealthy three. Well, that's terrifying. Um, but like, like everybody's met that person that like is at the party, like bragging about all their accomplishments and like, like, you know, yeah, I mean, I probably have like a whole 
back pocket full of those responses. <laughs> yeah. Like you're prepared. I'm pre- I know what I'm going to say when I feel like I'm a failure, but I don't want people to know that I'm a failure. That is horrible and uh I need to go rethink my life. So, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I just thought that was like normal. No, do do people not do that? Like you don't just put your best foot forward and try to act like everything's so amazing. I think, you know, I think so fours probably don't. Fours probably tend to be like in an attempt to be extremely authentic. They um would share maybe even more negative than positives. Twos tend towards false humility. So they tend to put themselves down publicly in order to be admired for being humble. Um, fives are so private that they're not going to tell you as much about their successes or p- trying to put a best foot forward. They don't want you to know too much about their inner world. Or Sixes are skeptical of people. So they'll be warm and friendly and sweet. But I mean, every I think, yes, to some extent, everybody puts their best foot forward, but not everybody it desperately attempts Does to cover like their the insecurities and failures. So I think that what, you know, our gifts be- can become our, our greatest weaknesses. And so I think it's almost like God built into the three, this awareness of other people, like how to communicate to other people, how to, um, because in order to put your best foot forward or be chameleon-like, you have to be aware of what other people are going to like. So it's almost like you've got this radar or intuition about people or about culture and you're able to analyze things in such a way to present yourself a certain way. So I think once that core wounding is healed and fulfilled by Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and you know who you are in the Lord, you know your identity, you've done the hard work of processing your feelings and your emotions and learning how to not place your identity in what you do, but being and receiving love for who you really are, then you don't have to project this false self. And that that gifting, that intuition about people can then be utilized for the kingdom instead of used against you by the enemy to hold you captive to fear of man. This is this is so much. I I feel like every three is going to want to like re-listen to this and really just soak it up. And I I will because it, it's probably a very three thing to think too. Because I'm like I need to listen to all of this and figure out which parts I want to work on the most and get better at. And like just... oh no, there's something wrong with me. I need to fix it. I've got to make myself better. Cause... <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like wow. Okay, I could do this. I could do this. I could do this. <laughs> And instead of creating a new checklist, I think growth is just learning how to um, receive love for who you are and where you're at right now. That's it for today, guys. Tune in next week for our Enneagram Type 
three part two episode. I am so grateful for those of you that have been listening and sharing this podcast. It means the world to me. Um, if you love this episode, if it was a blessing to you, if it ministered to you, if you learned something new today, please leave a review on iTunes, follow us on Instagram and subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Um, follow us on Instagram at originality podcast and at just loves personality. I would like to close out our time together with a quote from C.S. Lewis. No man who bothers about originality will ever be original. Whereas if you simply try to tell the truth, you will become original without ever having noticed it. Until next time.